0: Back when I was studying for my master's at Concordia University, I, I had a really interesting homework assignment. We were all told as a class that we had to attend an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Now, of all the homework assignments I have gotten over my lifetime, this one was my least favorite because it made me feel so uncomfortable. Personally, I had never struggled with alcohol addiction, So I'd never been to one of these meetings before. Plus, I was currently serving at a church, and I was concerned that someone might see me there and come to some conclusions about me and my lifestyle and my choices. So everything within me said, don't go, don't do this, because I didn't want to get judged by those who saw me, and I didn't want to get exposed as a fraud by those who were in attendance who needed help. But because I wasn't willing to get a bad grade, I looked online and I found the meeting. And it was was located at the local community college, which of course I'd never been to before, which is another layer of of discomfort in this story. But I finally wandered around the campus. I found the meeting and I sat down and I felt like such an imposter. I felt like such a fraud. I I felt like I was staring at people who were in a zoo, right? I just didn't want to get caught. But everyone was so nice to me. And they probably assumed by the look of discomfort on my face that I was there for some very real issues I was working through and it was my first visit. Well, soon the meeting started and we started going around the room introducing ourselves. And one by one, they said their name and they said they were an alcoholic. And so it went from person to person to person to person. And when it finally got to me, I said, well, my name is Ben and I'm visiting this morning. Now, instantly, I could just see this, this look on their faces, which could only be described as, as sorrow, right? They just felt bad for me. You see, they didn't view me as an imposter, they just viewed me as somebody who was in denial about my very real issues. Now, I have to say that, that finally, the meeting came to a close, and two members did come to me and offered me their phone numbers so they could help sponsor me and help me on the road to sobriety. And I squeaked out an awkward, thank you. And then I made my way home to write my paper. You see, alcohol addiction is a very real and damaging issue in our culture. It destroys the health of our body and it destroys the health of our relationship. You see, what happens, what promises us escape actually leads to our imprisonment. So today, as we continue our sermon series, Unhealthy, we are going to talk about what Jesus has to say not only about alcoholism, but we're going to hear about what he has to say about addiction of all kind. And I believe this sermon has something for everyone this morning. As it gives us a fresh perspective on, on life. It gives us a, a fresh perspective on what a healthy life looks like. And hopefully will give us a new lease on life. So we're going to begin with Christ's words in the book of John. And this is what we read. Then Jesus said to the Jews... Who had believed in him. If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. So what we're stepping into here is a moment where just before these words are said, Jesus has just given extreme clarity to what his message, what the, the, the kingdom of God is here truly means. And as he does this, he leaves no room for doubt with this group of Jews by saying that he is the Messiah, he is God in the flesh. He is the son of God. He is the king. This is what he means when he says the kingdom of God is here. He means the king is standing right in front of you. Now, if you've been around church for a while, their response is probably pretty predictable. In fact, if you've lived much of life, the response is very predictable. They say, no, you aren't. And so he tells them again in a different way. And they respond, no, you aren't. And so he tells them again in a different way. And they say, no, you aren't. And so he finally gives them undeniable proof. He does this by making a prediction. And this is not a fortune cookie prediction or a horoscope prediction, something like good things are on the horizon. He gives them something very specific. He says, you, the Jews, will kill me by lifting me up. Now, of course, what he's talking about here is he's talking about the cross. Now, just imagine this group of people who have rejected Christ in this moment reflecting on this conversation as they saw Jesus hanging on the cross. And I'm sure in this moment when they saw this prediction come true that many, many came to belief in Christ. But in this moment, we see that only a small number of people believed in Jesus by what he was telling them. Now, what they believed is absolutely crucial because what did Jesus say? What was his message? He said over and over again, the kingdom of God is here. The king is here. I am the king. I am God. Now, just let the weight of that hit you. This means that for these people, they were understanding or hearing for the first time and and we're hearing it in, in maybe a fresh way this morning. This means that Jesus is all powerful, all knowing. He created the world, he knows everything about you. He knows everything about absolutely everything. And if you let that truth sink in, it should truly transform everything about your life. Because this means that every word spoken by Jesus and given to us in scripture is eternal truth that is eternally perfect and eternally relevant. And and this is why this part in this scripture is so shocking. Because what does he say? He says, if you continue in my word. Now, how can you be confronted with the truth about who Christ is and the power of his words and not have it transform every area of your life and every season of your life? The answer is addiction. As much as Jesus wants to pull you to his, his healthy way, the world is trying to pull you in the exact opposite direction to its unhealthy way. And here is the major problem. Oftentimes, we start pulling with the world against Jesus and end up in a very unhealthy place. But Jesus, of course, has a healthier way. This is what he says. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So what is Christ's solution to this addictive, unhealthy world? The answer is truth, but not just any truth. Not what we think is true or want to be true or what is convenient to us if it is true or what is true at the time. The truth that sets us free is that there is a never changing God and that God is Jesus, which means his words and truth recorded in the Bible never change because they never need to change. We are, giving a, we are given a North Star as a compass for our life by the one who created life. But how does this set us free? Because isn't the Bible just a a bunch of rules that ultimately enslave us? Because after all, isn't freedom doing whatever I want to do? If you're struggling with this, you are not alone. In fact, these original hearers had these similar struggles. This is what they said. We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, you will be made free? Now, this is such an interesting response to Jesus because if you've been to Sunday school twice, you know that the Jewish people, the descendants of Abraham, have been slaves and enslaved multiple different times throughout their history, including the one that probably everyone knows, their 400 year stay in Egypt. And currently during this time, when Jesus is walking in the face of the earth, they were ruled over by the romans at this point in time but this response of theirs is classic for us as humans because if you've ever been around a person who has been addicted to something and you care for them enough to have a conversation about their addiction what was their response they said oh i'm i'm not addicted i'm in complete control I choose when to use and not to use. I don't drink that much. It's only a way to reduce stress. And the list goes on and on and on, all tailored to their unique addiction. Maybe for you, not only have you heard people say this to you, but you have said these words yourself to justify your actions when someone confronted you in a spirit of love. And the reason you said these words or heard these words is because addicts live in denial. They believe they are not enslaved to anything. In fact, they often believe these addictions are bringing them freedom. So Jesus responds to them and to us about the spirit of denial. He says, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. So, what keeps people trapped in their addictions? What keeps us trapped? In our addictions, the answer is denial. And this is why AA or Alcoholics Anonymous begins with people saying their name and acknowledging that they are an addict. They are breaking the cycle of denial. And right now you're thinking this sermon, you know, it's not for me because I'm not an addict. Or you're thinking, you know, this sermon would be great for that person that I know who really suffers or really struggles in this area, but it's not really for me. But listen to what Jesus said here. He says, everyone, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. Which means everyone in this room, everyone can hear my voice, everyone who's ever read this passage, who's ever breathed their breath, this sermon, this conversation, it's for every one of us. And if you think it isn't for you, guess what? You are in denial which means we need to have an intervention. So here's your intervention. You've been called here today because you have a problem. Your problem is sin and we can all see it. You might not realize it, but your sin is destroying your life, your marriage, your relationships. It's destroying your business and your happiness. You just don't realize it yet. We can all see it, but you cannot. You think you are in control, but that is just what sin is letting you think but we love you too much to let you keep destroying your life. So Jesus continues with his intervention. This is what he says next. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So he goes on. Here's the deal. We love you. Right? He continues intervention. We love you, but we are at a crossroads. You can keep going in your direction and disconnect from the family and be a slave to your addiction or you can be a part of the family. The difference is that addiction, well, it doesn't care about you at all. It wants to steal your time, your talent, and your treasure, and it will just simply replace you when you're all used up. But your family, well, they cannot replace you, and they don't want to replace you. Plus, as a family, we want people to use their time, talent, and treasure to thrive, not to take it from them. So Jesus brings us to our solution. This is what he says. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. In this spectrum of healthy and unhealthy, we are caught in a tug of war. A sinful world pulls and tugs into our addictions, and oftentimes, not only are we not fighting against it, but we are actively pulling with it because we have justified our behavior. It was just one time, it was just a text, I was stressed out, they will be fine, it was my only option. And so we pull with our addiction to our own destruction. But notice the solution, it's not that we get on the other side of the rope and pull back, or pull as hard as we can to get free. And the reason that we don't do this, even though it seems to make sense, is that that this is not what sets us free. It is the Son who sets us free. It is Jesus. We can simply let go of the rope and Jesus is going to win. And this is why, even in Alcoholics Anonymous, not necessarily a Christian organization, that the second step is acknowledging that only a higher power can save you. And as believers, we know what that higher power is. It is Jesus who is Emmanuel, God with us, who came to the earth, who lived a perfect life, who died on the cross for us to have our sins forgiven and to have our addictions forgiven and to transform our lives and to transform our hearts in every area. So as I sat in that AA meeting, I felt so uncomfortable and so out of place. I did not want to be labeled as an addict, But as I've reflected on on that experience, I realized that I was in denial. No, I wasn't struggling with alcohol, but we all struggle with something, don't we? We We're all a slave to something. We're all addicted to something. We're all controlled by something. So the question is not, how are we going to be free from our addictions? The question is, what will we be addicted to? You see, when it comes to this game of tug and war, we are not actually the person pulling. We are the rope. The question is, who do we want to win? Do we want that sin that you think is providing that escape, but that does not care about you and only wants to destroy you to win? Or do you want Jesus to win? The one who offers pure truth and true freedom. Not freedom to do whatever we want to do, but freedom to be everything that he has called us to be. Freedom to be truly healthy. Amen.